Sing Countdown! Monday night. I can't say the other word because it's uh, copyrighted by the National Football League. Welcome, everybody, to Raw? Monday Night Excellent Fights. What Monday you Night Raw? Oh, no, I was saying... Raw is Monday? Excellence is Monday. Okay, good. That's fine. I'll pass it. Give it a C plus. I meant now there's enough space in between. Monday or no night football. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, I think it might be copyrighted. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome every. Oh, nope, nope. Cover them. Hi everybody. Welcome to me, <laughs> Sammy Gonzalez. Okay, the next. Welcome to the scene countdown. It's been a while since we've done this. It's been a f- month. Every, how long have we since we've done a Monday show? Monday I show. I can't even think. I don't of. think we've ever done a Monday show. I think we have. I just don't know what it was. We've done for. a Sunday show, a Tuesday show, a Wednesday show, a Thursday show. Definitely a Friday show, uh, and then Saturday with the streams. But uh, I don't know. If we've ever done a Monday. Well, welcome to Monday Excellence. I'm gonna try probably try to do more things um, on Monday because I realize I have this like whole set every day, and I could just do something every day. I don't have to make TikToks or anything. I could just make content. Oh, I'm so. probably gonna do like three or four shows when you're gone. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, recorded? Mm-hmm. What are you plotting on me for? Uh, so, because it's spooky month, and you don't do spooky stuff. I don't do too many spooky things, no. I'm uh, plotting top five cryptids, for sure. Did we do that already? No, we thought about it, and then you were like, I only know the Fresno Walker. Fresno Walkers, Chupacabra, <laughs> Mothman. Uh, yeah, see, that's, uh, we got cryptid experts. It's the fine. Uh, Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot. There you go. But is Loch Ness Monster a cryptid? Yes. Yeah. It just seems like a creature of myth, mythical um, creature. That's you just described a cryptid. <laughs> cryptids to me seem smaller scale in my brain for some reason. Like cryptids Big are ones you could battle. <laughs> Bigfoot is like, you could fight a Bigfoot. No, they're nine feet tall. You could fight a Bigfoot. I say you'd win. I say you could fight a Bigfoot. I don't think we could fight a bear that's four feet tall. Bro, I could fight a bear that's four feet tall. I wouldn't put up much of a fight, but I could fight one <laughs> four foot tall bear. I don't think losing a fight means you fought It the- took an entire Arnold Schwarzenegger to fight a baby bear. <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, Hercules in New York. <laughs> oh my God. Look at just- Oh, no, wait, no. That was a dude in a bear suit. But the Hulk <laughs> fought a uh, bear. That's right. Well, look at man. That bears the... Wow, I hate myself. <laughs> that bears the question. Um, that bears the question. That's why I said I hate myself because it's the pun. But you need to emphasize. All right, go ahead. I, I didn't want to. Right. I'm ashamed of it. No, You're bear uh, the weight of that. I'm bearing... <laughs> it's unbearable, quite frankly. Um, so uh, we're polar opposites on this. Get it? Oh, it's another one. Polar oh, bears. Oh. But... Um, <laughs> Okay, go on. Are you done? Did no, you lose I'm your? I'm thinking of more polar bear buns or uh, grab a coke. Anyway, um, just because you lose doesn't mean you didn't fight. That seemed really kind of poetic. I didn't mean it to be as such. To fight means there, like it was. There you, was competition. Right? Yeah, at some point it was. It was close. No, that's not the case. Being dragged by something really quick. Hey, we watched the Canelo fight. We watched the guy get dragged for twelve rounds. No, that poor dude, Triple G. That dude was fighting back some of the rounds. Some I could fight a bear. Some of the if. if Leonardo DiCaprio could You're fight You're not going to fight a bear in the 10th round. He didn't round. fight the bear. <laughs> he fought the bear. He, he got his ass handed to him by the bear. <laughs> I, I believe... Be- I will do better. I believe the internet was calling it the R word by a bear. <laughs> I will do better than Leonardo DiCaprio did in that movie. Versus a bear. I don't know if that's true. Uh, first of all, I'm bigger than Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but he's wiry. Oh, they said Whitey, but you said Whitey <laughs> as in The Replacements. Did you watch The Replacements this weekend? No, I'm not. I should probably. I don't know. I can't watch it. It's on HBO Max and I got rid of it. Oh, 
I fuck you for getting rid of Final Space. Final Space. Yeah, that was my favorite like show that I just found. Oh no. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. gone now. They're getting rid gone. of all their animated shit. Everything's yeah. leaving, which sucks because and Hulu I'm starting is to watch somehow things. Somehow, just getting more powerful. I'm starting to watch <laughs> things. I was telling him and them yeah. the other day, the other the other day, the other minute. I watched The Bear, which um, if you guys ever want to know what the internal mind of my life is like, watch The Bear. And then I watched the first season of Reservation Dogs, which was lovely and kind of sad. And then, oh man, wait for the second season. Oh, I feel it. And then what else I watched? Uh, Atlanta, the first two episodes, brilliant. And then I rewatched Spider-Man Far From Home, No Way Home. And what else did I watch? I feel like I'm missing something. I watched The Raiders Shit the Bed. That's what you're missing. A lot of football. God, I watched... It's all right, dude. The Vikings are shitting the bed. We'll both eat owls this week. Oh, my God. You're not a Vikings fan! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I've kind of given up on my life. Uh, but you get all the great B-Story Nature documentaries. Of Which which series has all the B-Story B documentaries? They all have nature documentaries. I don't know. Because Hulu... Hulu has a couple. Uh, I Oh, you know, he's specifically talking about HBO Max because they're Dis- Discovery. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, there, there's the guy on YouTube that I like that does nature shit. Who is it? Snoop Dogg. The Frank One. The Frank One? Yeah, like Z-E Frank One, I think. Snoop Dogg's another one I re- highly recommend. <laughs> nature shit's wild, babe. It kind of sounds like Bootsy <laughs> Collins for some reason. Let's, like, let's skip ahead. Of course there's some eggs. And there's some, there's some shells. Ooh, this is creepy. Brood parasite? Even mimicking the heat nice. Most persistent beggars in the nest. Babies. Babies. Baby birds freak me out. They're like so disgusting looking. Like that's just so gross. <laughs> um, but alas, it's the circle of life. But you know one thing that they aren't canceling? Hispanic Heritage Month. Welcome everybody to Hispanic Heritage Month. This was supposed to be airing Thursday, but we've surmised that Thursday Night Football on Twitch completely shattered the stream. You, you know that... Um I was so, like, Mexican... Ba- By the way, I'm sorry for anybody that's, like, Honduran or... Venezuelan Chilean or Chilean. something. Where it's like, we should probably show them some shine. Like, but, Panamanians. But when I found out Hispanic Heritage Month starts on the 15th, I'm like, that's fucking dumb. Like, I'm right. a, uh, Mexican Independence Day is the 16th, not right. the 15th. Found out there's, like, five countries that their Independence Day <laughs> yep. is the 15th. And yeah. I was like, oh... I didn't. I didn't think about Guatemala and Panama. Right. And <laughs> to be fair, most people don't. I mean, I dated a half Guatemalan person. That's as far as I go. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? That's as far as you go. I, that's only, I've only met half a Guatemalan. That's. I mean, I met her mom, so technically, probably full. We have I think Guatemalans Guatemala. in the chat. Do we have Guatemalans in the chat. I mean, maybe not right now, but I know they're there. <laughs> we have Guatemalans in the Mexicans fandom. Mm-hmm. That's like a statistically significant amount of Guatemalans. There's not that many of them. Well, we, when we do a Masamenos episode, they were they were talking about it. When we were talking about the the what is it like the tri- the tribal racism right in boxing, it's well, like. Because I brought up that it's like Guatemalans, Hondurans, and basically everyone in Central, those countries. Belize! Yeah. Everyone forgets about Belize. I knew I was forgetting one. Belize is a... Never mind. Belize uh, what? Historically. I know you're going, you don't uh, have criticisms unless they're based in history, and I'd like to know. No, no, no. It's just... It's different. Like, it's it's more Afro than the other countries. That makes sense. Um, cause, Still counts, though. Afro-Latinos are real Latinos. Uh, it. I mean, do you count Trinidad and Tobago as a Hispanic country? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't know if they do. Trinidad's and Tobagans. 
I know they're the same. Right, let's but go. Let's let's start at the map. So Cubans, obviously Hispanic, right? Right, but they hate themselves. So no, no whatever. <laughs> Puerto Rico. It's the history. Don't get, I don't want to start it. Hispanics. Yes, Barbados. and also black. Barbados. Shit. Let's <laughs> hold on. Let's pull up uh, Central America. Oh man, we could have just put pirates in our list now. No shit. Uh, Jamaicans are they Hispanic? No. Like you put them in different categories, and Belize is. Legit. Should we be putting them in different categories? Is the real question. Okay. So, like, the bah- bah- if you're Bahamanian, Bahaman, no, I would say, but that's, like, right there. It's all in the mix. Because I don't know who populates Bahamas. Bahamians. Cubans. So, Cubans, the Bahamans. Yes, technically. The Bahamans. <laughs> I think they were black, and they let the dogs out, so black. I don't know. I mean, we, should, we should definitely have um, TJ on this conversation, because he's actually African. So, I don't know how often, or how they but deal with But he's African, not black. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. African. So, like... I want to know where his like line stops, right? Also, I should be posting a TikTok. Sorry. Oh wait, isn't there a there's a region in Africa that speaks Spanish? Because like they were also conquered by this. Yeah, a lot of people were conquered by Spain. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I, I forget the. I name know the of Belgians it, conquered a shitload of Africa. That's about it. Right. My African knowledge is as spotty as Sam's Roman knowledge. I'm Look gonna at, Google so this got, real quick. Yeah, because you got Barbadians. I know there's a Grenadines. Spanish accent. See, it's really Africa. weird that. Um, <laughs> My only thing I know about Barbados, Barbados Lynn. Um, <laughs> uh, half of my family's on that map. <laughs> but it's really weird. Like when you zoom in, it's like so Venezuelan, obviously Latino. Right. Trinidad, Tobago, right there. Right there. <laughs> Poor O Spain. It's like, that's hmm. Oh. Like Grenada. Equatorial like, Guinea. Equatorial Equat- Guinea. Is New Guinea. Spanish? New yeah. Guinea? Ain't that some shit? Um, then there's Fort de France. So I don't know. Do you count them as this? Well, they're not Hispanic if they're well, French. See, but they're in, right in the middle of these islands that we're debating, Dominican Republic, usually Hispanic. Right. Yeah. And they say, I'm not black, I'm Dominica. But they're probably more black than anything. Yeah. Just That's just the joke, by the way. Antigua and Bar- Barbuda. San, uh, Tom is, uh, TJ is going to watch this and lecture us. Colonization's sure. weird, man. Uh, fucked up, but weird. R.I.P. and P. No, R- not R.I.P. and peace to the queen. She fucked us all up. This is the, she's the reason why all of this, her family's the reason I for all of this. I felt kind of bad because people were blaming things that the British Empire did on the queen. And then I realized her scepter has the heart of Africa in it. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of other stolen jewels. <laughs> like all of them. Stolen jewels from yeah. Africa, uh, India, all these awful places. Uh, but yeah, it... We, Point is, a lot of this area might get forgotten in the shuffle in the search for. What are you talking about? Like, there's we're not naming a, Chile, a Chilean by the end of this. I know, but I'm just saying top five Hispanics. Yeah, this is from the frame point of three Mexicans. Chicano, I'm a Chicano. This this month I'm a puro Chicano, way. Eh? And a Chicano Batman. I'm not Chicano Batman. I'm just classic El Chicano. Like that terrible movie in the chat that we were talking about. Don't look up El Chicano movie. George Lopez is a police detective. What do you consider yourself this Hispanic Heritage Month? This Hispanic Heritage Month? Um, like I picked Chicano this this year. Like this year, this next fifth, the next thirty days, I'm hey, Chicano. I picked to be a Vikings fan this year. It's no, well, yeah, well, <laughs> right. So now you have to pick your identity. Are you Latinx? No, I usually Latine? just say I'm Hispanic. I, I thought Latinx was specifically you had to be like um, non-binary. Non-binary. No, that's it's it includes non-binary, but it's but it's open to anybody to use it. That's the thing. The, well, now it's Latine, which I think grammatically is a little more accessible, but. That's the same concept, is that it includes everybody who considers herself from Latin America. The American first ethnicity. box I remember circling was Hispanic, so I'm just going to go with that's that. That's because the man, 
I mean, if you want to go through the root language, all these are wrong. But I know. yeah. I am uh, Aztec. We'll I don't think that. you would prove that. I could prove I was asked. I mean, you don't speak Nahuatl. I could try. You've never killed a jaguar. I can definitely battle a jaguar. They have higher bite force than an alligator. I don't care. All right, well, I will I mean, die. If, if I die by jaguar, that's the ultimate Aztec death. You kidding me? Did you ever see Apocalypto? I don't know. Nope. I think sacrifice to the sun god would be the ultimate. I'll do that too. <laughs> I'll be like 80 years old. Be like, hey guys, can you just chop out my Who heart. Are we gonna <laughs> sacrifice? I gotta look at. I don't sacrifice Pepin. I, I, I once again, I'm very critical of Latino humor and content creation. Um, and but there's not one video that makes me crack up because it has just like the perfect mix of just like the appropriate humor it's not making fun of himself not making fun of anybody but it's also just dumb I'm gonna give a shout out I don't even know who the creator is I don't even say because everyone steals everything at this point but this fool is fucking hilarious alright we're going straight to the pyramids perritos but first who are we gonna sacrifice let's go beak but yo por qué güey? why me sacrifice chewy fool that fool hasn't invented shit bro perito that fool, all he does is eat blueberries in his hut, dog. He's not even a hunter, and he a gatherer. No, but up that way, because that's not cool. You guys want to sacrifice me? It's not going to rain. Because of me. What I'm saying is that we got to wait at least two more weeks. Right now, everybody, let's just get the peaches, and let's make our way to the pyramids, fool. Let's just make our way to the pyramids. Everybody, come on, gather up. Everybody, just come on and gather up. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. No, bet the bet. Bet the bet. Bet the bet. It's not going to rain. It's just like that. So, Hispanic Heritage Month is here. This is our first Hispanic topic outside of más o menos but uh like top five yeah where it, ble- it bleeds into another thing because we've done a lot of uh black topics out- even outside the blacks lens right. uh we even done some veteran topics actually but like this is our first this is our, top- this is our first top five and we're just going straight for the juggler top five hispanic people yeah i was we- getting made fun of this, about this because it's like what you're not gonna like Funnel it in any way. Top nope. five Hispanics. Nope. Uh, top five musicians. No Hispanic top musicians. Five, top no. five uh, sports people. Nope. Just like we definitely. Uh, that's probably a greater idea. We could have <laughs> got more episodes out of this but for five more years. Right. I mean, that's what I said. I was like, we like funnel. But fuck it. No. Fuck it. Let's just let's just down to brass tacks. We can do all the other stuff later and use these as our uh, our zeros which they are our number zeros and they don't count towards anything else because there's hopefully more Hispanic, Chicano, Latinx, Latina, whatever the hell heroes that we can pick from. And like mine, a couple of musicians, actors, other things as such, right? And I'm going to miss a bunch of them. We're going to miss a lot of people. So if you want to give us your top five, be sure to comment your top five down below wherever it is. And uh, yeah, we can get started on our top five Hispanic people. We're just using that term. It's easiest, and we'll go from there. You know what we mean. We're gonna say ancestor. I don't know, but I think they're asking if that's your an- your ancestor. Oh no! I, I mean, with my height, my ancestors are probably those damn dirty plague blanket givers. Those number bastards. five, Goku. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, Key! Stop reading my list. <laughs> no, just before we bury the lead uh, of, of our actual list, um, we I think we had a great topic idea of we name our top five uh, non-Hispanic Hispanic characters, <laughs> which is what are what are characters that are 
not Hispanic by definition or by ethnicity or by whatever, but that the Hispanic community has taken over. Yeah. Goku definitely being one of them. We might we might need to do like a, a unified top five where we find five of them together and we talk about it. But like definitely Goku. Like TJ said the Kool-Aid man was black. I don't agree with that necessarily. But you, know, you can have them. We have flavored. Uh, but is flavored Fresky Bon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> top five claimed characters. Claimed. We, we get Zuko too. Ah, uh, see. Why do we get Zuko? Because that's also a Kool Aid brand in Mexico. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, there's a lot of characters that we'll discover. I, mean, I think it's easier for Black folk because there's more characters that associate and act like uh, take influence from Black folk. But the thing is, we're the Mexicans here, and we're trying to find out who the best Hispanics are in the world. Or currently, or in the past. We're having a kumite of Hispanics. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is... Damn, I should have picked more fighters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my first one... uh, Let's see, my number five. It's not Mexican. I actually have to look up what he is, because he has played everything. It's, uh... Nope, don't guess. Remember I told you not to guess uh, my things? But he's played everything. It's Kirby. It's Kirby? Kirby has played everything. Like Kirby the pink ball? Yeah, because he sucks it up and then he becomes everything. That is insane what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> what you're speaking out loud. Hold on. I really, it's really hard for me. Okay, there's at least one. I'm having problems spelling his name. It's a, pretty hard to fucking spell, to be fair. Um, but my number five is somebody who played an Italian man on the silver screen. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't think he's Italian <laughs> as per the character. But I was fascinated with him because he seemed like a cool guy, and he was playing my favorite of the two brother Italians. My number five is John Leguizamo. Uh. Because I didn't know he was Hispanic. I just thought, saw him in, I, that was the first movie I saw him in, was, was Mario Brothers. And I go, man, this guy seems pretty fucking cool. And then like my family, kind of, I kind of knew about Tu Wong Fu. And uh, because the, all the dudes thought that he was fine as a woman, <laughs> to be fair, and they're not wrong in that assumption. But no, John Leguizamo is. Wait, see, finding roots indicate that John does not have Puerto Rican, Italian, Lebanese ancestry. He has sometimes stated he is Colombian, and a DNA test found that his genetic ancestry includes European, mostly Spanish, along with indigenous and distant African roots. So yeah, Puerto Rican, Italian, and Lebanese—they all root from the same fucking place. But that's the thing. If he considers himself Puerto Rican, Italian, Lebanese, all these things, and he was born in Colombia, um, he counts, right? Just just when you're that ethnically diverse. But the biggest thing about him is that his just overall like film history, the amount of things that he's in just randomly as a supporting actor, as a main actor, he's one of the like most like permeated actors that nobody really like talks about it doesn't get a ton of accolades but everyone's like yeah he's really fucking good in that and he's been around my entire life in these movies in these roles right i mean look at ice age to wang fu spawn he was that weird clown he's bruno romeo plus juliet super mario brothers the pest nobody really likes he's in john wick chef is one of my favorite movies the pest is actually how i know he's hispanic because he played, he played an annoying no, well, When they're, the whole thing is like, oh, we need to hunt you. And this is like uh, Spicus Maximus. Oh, my God. <laughs> I haven't seen the best, so. I've heard it's terrible, which is why I've avoided it. I mean, I saw it when I was 15, so I can't really. Right. Carlitos Way, all the Ice Ages. Uh, let's see here. Like Critical Thingy, which is about, uh, I want to say. Um, 
like smart Mexican kids. Um, then all of his one man shows. I remember seeing one. When I was like a little, real little kid where he's just like all over the place. Uh, and I'm going to end with the more important one that uh, I saw most recently, but like violent night, like everyone's been seeing this evil Santa, like right along. He's in fucking everything. All the John wicks kick ass too. Um, Assault on Precinct 13. So, like, from 2022, the most recent, 95, is probably some of his earlier work. Like, that's my entire conscious life, and he's been fucking killing it. But the one that really got me, where I was like, okay, this guy leans in 100%, was... Uh, John Leguizamo's Latin History for Morons. That Netflix special is fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Do yourself a favor. And then on, in general, he is actually one of the biggest advocates of Hispanic people in cinema, like getting people the opportunities. If you go to his Instagram, he's just constantly talking about it. But it's kind of hilarious because he's like an old man. So he does like Instagram very old man-like. And so it's like, oh man, you're a really captivating actor. Why are you so boring and poorly lit in all your videos? He's, yeah, it, like he has no production, but he's just like a New Yorker that's just like, ah, fuck it. We need to have more Latinos. Fuck everything else. And he's, it's just that's the way he is. Super smart, excellent actor, chameleon in every sort of way you could define it. My number five, John Linguizamo. Marcos, what is your number five? Um, so just to tell you guys a little bit about my list, my top five is broken down into like uh, first two are just two that are really important to me personally. Uh-huh. And then the top three are like, these are history lessons you should have been taught, but you weren't taught because history is, uh, most people don't give a fuck, and most people would probably fail just talking about the first 10 constitutional amendments. Uh, Right to bear arms. What's that? Second one. Okay. First one is freedom of the press and speech. You get a lot of freedoms from the First Amendment. Yeah, it's really great. (laughs) And And then the third one is like... So there's 10, by the way. You're yeah, not no, going to make it. I'm going to make it. You're not Third gonna- one <laughs> is don't bear false witness. Four is... Um, Just stop. You're I, not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, your list. Okay. So um, number five is just... So I'm not like an average Hispanic. We went into this when we did um, things that you do that are white. And so... We what happened with this character or what this director introduced me to was just like, oh, this guy makes me feel seen. He's like me kind of thing. He loves horror. And it was before this Hispanic horror renaissance really took off where kids are having like horror theme birthday parties and stuff like of that. Of the Iyuoki? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you what that looks like while he talks. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this guy, like I remember like I was watching one of his... Um, the interviews and he was just talking about like oh yeah like it's a shame the thing didn't do great in the united states because we fucking loved it in mexico and i was like that's my boy uh-huh. <laughs> that is 100 percent my boy and it's guillermo del toro oh yeah. that's such a good <laughs> one <laughs> fuck i knew my my list was more personal just to kind of go back to my definition but that's so fucking good continue elaborate um so <laughs> as a sidebar i kind of hate tim burton fair Hermano. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought Tim Burton was like, I'm going to be weird for the sense of being weird. And it's I'm like, so he, spooky. I'm he, Tim Burton. Creepy things. And he has, I'm the Imagineer that got kicked out for wanting to put blood in the rides. <laughs> <laughs> but there's chubby, adorable Guillermo del Toro. Exactly. And everything that he's created has so much more imagination in it. Like when you see Pan's Labyrinth and you see completely original creatures, it's the only movie I think that was ever set during the Spanish Civil War. I was like, dude, I I love everything that you're doing here. Um, 
Yeah, look at it. He's so jolly all the right. time. Right, he's jolly, but his creatures are fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm so mad that he didn't actually do scary stories to tell in the dark, because I think he would have made everyone, sh like, literally shit their pants. He produced it, but, like, I, I was like, no, don't let him do that, because I will. <laughs> the stills made me cry from that movie. And yeah. You're talking about this? Like, this is, like, I think, like, an extra from, like, the Golden Circle or whatever, like, Hellboy 3, The Golden Army or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, uh, that's from Hellboy 1. Hellboy 1, right? Yeah. Like even like just like oh they're so spooky. Go ahead. I, I, I love Gilmore the Torah. I can go off on him as no, equally. No, go for it. That, this whole like he's got like Frankenstein's and shit in his house. Right. <laughs> and there's an art book that my cousin got when he there was a Gilmore the Toro. Um, I didn't know he was making a Pinocchio movie till right now. Oh yeah, it's it's equally spooky. Like there's the shitty Disney one, and then there's one with like he's like a hook nose and he's stupid weird looking. But like he had a book that my cousin went to because there was a um, there was a Guillermo del Toro uh, art gallery, essentially, like an installation that he had. I was in L.A., so he went to go see it, and they had this art book. Uh, and just his, like, ideas that he didn't use were so fucking terrifying. Like, it was just like a body made of veins. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, uh, uh, I, I don't like spooky things. But, buy, but what I like book. about Guillermo del Toro is that... <laughs> He references a lot of his Mexican roots, like and Mexicans' cultural understanding of death, yeah, and fear of death and and acceptance of death to make these like really eerie creatures because they may not always be scary, but they're unknown and they're always like really they, imposing. They have an aura about them for sure, right? Like this is imposing. Does it look scary? Yes. Does it look like it's like if it started talking, would you talk to it? Kind of. <laughs> I kind of talked to this ancient goat creature, right? Depends on the scale. Right. But no, but like. I'm just saying, if it was two stories, you run. Maybe. At that point, <laughs> it's going to catch you. Like this thing right here looks like pretty kind, but yeah. <laughs> I still don't want to fuck with it. Like I'm not going to be its friend, but I'm not going to be fearful. Like even like the angels and stuff and like these little dresses and the things he makes. I love Guillermo del Toro, and I don't even watch a lot of the spooky stuff that he makes, but the fact that he's I, just I existing. Wouldn't, I wouldn't say a lot of the stuff that he makes is actually scary. Like, his scariest movie, I mean, it's not even a movie. It would be The Strain, actually. Um, but the weird thing about The Strain is when you watch it, like, at a certain point, it's like you're just watching Blade 2. <laughs> okay. It, yeah. It borrows, well, he wrote both. That's true. <laughs> but no, I have so much fun watching Guillermo del Toro movies. And then when he won that Oscar for the, the, the fish fucking movie. Um, the Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. And it's not called the fish. Guillermo del Toro presents fish fucking movie. It's not called that. <laughs> I just like to make fun of Alfred because he loves that movie. I've yeah. never seen it. I probably will love it. You will. <laughs> um, but he, the reason he stopped, like, did a brief pause to make movies was he's like, I'm going to go back to Mexico and open these film camps. Right. So it's like everything about this dude is just legit as fuck. And last bit, when he did Pacific Rim, he directed that also, which is a, <laughs> the greatest dumb movie or the dumbest great movie. I can't tell which one it is. Uh, the little uh, Japanese girl, uh, he was trying to direct her on set, but she had a hard time saying Guillermo del Toro. So she heard del Toro and was and saw that he's a big and chubby guy and she looked like my neighbor Totoro. So, <laughs> so she was like, can I call you? Or she asked if he can call him uh, Totoro-san. And he said, yeah, sure. So that little girl was just calling him Totoro-san because of Guillermo del Toro. It's very cute. And also he's bros with Hideo Kojima. Is he really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> he's in Death Stranding. Uh-huh. 
Oh shit! Is he really? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. He doesn't also, voice himself, but he—it's right. his image. Face. Yeah. Also, one last thing: you're gonna hate this. What? You're gonna hate this. When he won his Oscar, first thing he did, he went to an In and Out. <laughs> There's a video of him at In and Out. It's like, I won. <laughs> It's—I mean, as long as he's happy, I don't really give a fuck. But I mean, I, I don't know why my brain went to Pat Oswald sadly eating a burger after his wife died. But that's a different story. Oh my god. Uh, and then what was the name of uh, Victor and Valentino? Oh, Guillermo. <laughs> yes, he also has a, a stand-in character. Oh, my God. Uh, Guillermo. And he also has a little <laughs> character that's based off of him. A very spooky kid named Guillermo. Anyway, you're number five. Top five. Number five. Guillermo del Toro. JJ, you're number five. So I tried to go historical with mine. And there's also a few that I just like like and are kind of personal to me. Of course. But uh, so my number five is a man of science and the first Nobel laureate, Mexican-born Nobel laureate for chemistry, Mario José Molina Pasquel Enríquez. Mario Molina. Pascal. <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 lost, I lost some of the names. Just... Type in Mario Molina and he'll show up. Mario. He won the Nobel Prize for chemistry. Mexican <laughs> chemist. And uh, he is basically the dude that figured out the earth is on fire. Oh, like global warming? Yeah. Oh, the shit. hole in the ozone layer, CFCs, all that shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, him. He's, <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that's like, guys, we got to stop. <laughs> oh, he died last year, two years ago. That's yeah, yeah. He oh. died not too long ago. But yeah. <laughs> cool it surprised me that this was like the first mexican-born chemist to or to win like this nobel prize there's only like two really hispanic wow. nobel chemistry winners right it's him and the other guy's an argentinian but he's technically french like he was born in france but was educated mostly and lived mostly in argentina but that's super interesting I want to learn more, but we're in the middle of a podcast <laughs> right now, and I'm like, look, look he's got Obama gave him medal. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's all a happy medal busy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, it took so he found the hole in the ozone layer. So that was the '80s, and it took 20 years for. We got no. it. We got it right. No, it took 25 years. We got it right though, because people are like, "What happened to the ozone layer?" And it's like, "Oh no, we fixed it. Like we did okay. Like they got rid of certain." Yeah, because that was easy. Just get rid of CFCs and cans. Right. Uh, global warming though is like hey bro you need to drive less eat less meat and uh that being said i'm not gonna blame the chinese <laughs> <laughs> i saw a thing where it's like co2 emissions they put an output more china the country outputs more than the western hemisphere and i'm like fuck yeah. asking them to stop that is gonna be really hard especially when we got it's all right dude they're running out of water they have to stop <laughs> Why is sorry, it so that dark? Was a dark uh, sorry. Why is it so dark? I'm okay with that. I, I live in I live in darkness. It's fine. But that's pretty dark. It's because you know why? Because we're all gonna get exploded hot. It's gonna be stupid. Uh, or, or flooded out, dude. Pakistan's underwater. Dude, Amer parts of Mexico are underwater. India's underwater. There was a Hawaiian like wedding party where like there's all like the the richest cream of the crop with well, their Japan, like, juleps. Yeah. Japan's gonna get fucked up. Sorry, Japan. Uh, but no, but they had the mint juleps and they were like having a wedding party and the waves kept coming closer and they were just like ah the wall will protect it. Whoosh! <laughs> and it went like into. The like uh, into the restaurant that was by the ocean. I was like, yeah, that's Santa Barbara is gonna get fucked up because they're on a cliff. I mean, they have a cliff, but some of the lower lying ones. Did Bruno warned them. What did Bruno warn them? Bruno, what? 
Did Bruno warn them? Bruno Mars? We don't talk about Bruno. No. <laughs> he's in Colombia. What part did you not get about the movie? Uh, that he could predict bad things anywhere. Yeah, he's in Colombia. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna go. To <laughs> nobody's gonna listen to a Colombian. Is that what you're gonna <laughs> no, say? I didn't say that. <laughs> I, he also lives in the walls, and nobody knows he exists. And he's also fictional. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, congratulations to all the Hispanic people who are gonna be able to just dress in a green hoodie and be like, "I'm Bruno." <laughs> They're long. It's probably what Tommy's gonna punk be, rock hair. He'd be an excellent Bruno. <laughs> Honestly, I would just give him some like a wig with long hair. That'd be actually fucking hilarious. We, we should all just go as Bruno. <laughs> Dude, people are freaking out in the chat because they figure, figured out King was uh, Hispanic. King like, from really? Tech. Oh, yeah, King from Tech yeah. is legit Mexican. And the funny thing is, I realized the first King, totally Afro Latino. He's like, because it's his polygons. Armor King? No, just Armor King is another one. The I original, Armor King was the first one. No, King was the original. He's like super dark. He's getting super dark. Dies. King 2 was one of the orphans that he took care of. Armor King was the guy that invented himself to be that to avenge him, to avenge regular King. So Armor King was a fake knockoff, and then King was the real uh, heir to the King name. But then they ended up having a f- bunch of beef, so they beat the shit out of each other, but then they became friends. But but this is just like actual Lucha Libre. <laughs> You're right. I actually don't pay attention to the tech anymore. It's I, so convoluted. I got up to four, and I was like, okay, this all makes sense. And then it just got fucking... It was weird then, and then it just fucking took off after five. I was like, no, thanks. The only one that makes sense is um, Mortal Kombat, and then Street Fighter just makes sense because it's just like... And then Ryu saved the day. Like, X happens, and then Ryu saved the day. Right. <laughs> Tell me that this guy is not black. Just based off skin color, Afro-Latino, because he's Mexican, technically. I mean, and that's I know king too. plenty of Indians that are, no, but mean, he's Indios that, are, that have that tan line. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, he's either in like super Indio, or I mean, that's just saying because they made the polygon so dark. Like that's Gabriel right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but then King 2 is like just a, a lighter dude. Man, that's a cool figure. I want that. I think that. Edward has that. I want that. I forget how fucking awesome King is in, in these series where he's just like, yep, it's one of the best guys and it's a fucking tiger head. It's fucking awesome. It's a jaguar head. Ja- whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Get your feelings. Geometry, right? all right? That's okay. your number five. Yes, King. <laughs> Say the whole name again because it was, it was a mouthful. <laughs> Sorry. We- Mario Jose Molina Pascal Enriquez. Look at JJ. I'm going to be honest with you. I cannot talk about science <laughs> at that level. I go, Ozone, he fixed it. Great. Well, good job, world. Well, he didn't fix it. He let us know there's a problem. <laughs> That's part of fixing it. <laughs> the first part of fixing your problem is addressing that you have one. So, congratulations. Mexico saved the world once again. That brings us to my number four. My number four is actually a pretty modern uh, introduction to. Uh, the list because he's only been around for 15 years but I realized that the impact that he had on me was so uh, let's see here. <laughs> so important because when I had access to it was Windows Media Edition do you remember that? Yeah. So it was like XP and then Media Edition me? had like a fucking built-in TiVo and it got a tuner and you could record TV on your PC desktop. So I had one in college and I proceeded to just watch all, I mean, absolute all of Comedy Central Presents. And so I recorded all of them and the one I kept going back to was my number four, Gabriel Iglesias. Fluffy. Fluffy. Because I'd never seen a dude that was a chubby Mexican 
in front of a camera. I think they were all chubby Mexicans. Uh, right, but like, like even f- George Lopez is a chubby Mexican. No, he's a big-headed Mexican. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, he was he was big when he was doing. So when when you go, when you talk about him, like me and JJ, because we were watching Spanish television, uh-huh. we were watching Que Locos. Right, right. Uh, and Fluffy was one of them. But I was like, I don't ever remember like a skinny Hispanic comedian. Oh, you know, they were John Leguizamo. <laughs> it was John Leguizamo. <laughs> That's all it was, right? But like, but yeah, you saw because I knew. As I got into knowing more about Gabriel Iglesias, Que Locos, and all the other things and stuff like that, um, but this was my first exposure to him. And, and actually, he was on All That, which was, he was in I the later seasons um, yeah. with Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan was also on All That. He was a writer. I didn't know that. But, uh, and also, it, did All fo- That have a comeback in like 2008 or something? No, oh. no, no. This was, he was super young. This and was, it was like the tail last end. season. Oh, last, yeah. Second to last season. But he tells us, just as a side note that cracks me up, he tells a story about Pablo Francisco was skinny. <laughs> What is key? What are you doing watching Que Locos? You're from, I guess he's from Florida, so well, it was there. Paulo Francisco also had a resurgence around this time because uh, it was part of like a Latin comedy invasion. Uh, is is Fluffy, uh, Carlos Mencia, Pablo I, Francisco, and then um, fuck. I know people. Some people Eddie, were into uh, Freddie. Freddie. I'm sorry. I need uh, Freddie. Lope. No, Freddie. God damn. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I, I need to remember him because he passed away, and I don't want to forget. That feels really bad. But go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say like, uh, and the one you didn't mention that everyone hates is Carlos Mencia. I did. Uh, <laughs> I brought him me up. no likey Mencia. Really brought up at that point. But uh, no, I feel like stand-up comedy was never bigger than it was at that point. Pretty probably because of com- um, Comedy Central just showing specials on Friday. Right. Because uh, even right now with Netflix specials, I don't think it's as big as it was then. Where it was like I could probably name thirty or forty stand-up comedians in two thousand five. Right. And now it's just like everyone thinks they're a stand-up comedian. <laughs> right. 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 And and by the way, this is fucked up. Yeah. So the comedian was Freddie Soto, who does a fucking amazing bit about his dad and making his son go find tools. But the picture that they use is completely wrong on on Wikipedia. It's fucking. <laughs> it's um. Paul Rodriguez. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was Freddie Prince Jr. No. Oh, no, Freddie Prince. Not Freddie Prince Jr., but no, Freddie Soto. That is Paul Rodriguez, internet, you fuckers. Point being, Fluffy was a part of that whole thing. Yeah. And Pablo Francisco, shout out to Pablo Francisco, as they said in the chat, because um, I got my girl voice from him, and, like, it's just, I can do a lot of his bits just from memory. Oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> like, that, that whole voice, I just learned how to do it. And me and Ray actually will do those voices together. One man, one desire. Uh-oh. Don't use that word in here. What? The oh, I can't see. I see. Oh, Mencia. No, I'm not. No, we don't we don't use the B word here. But going back to the point, this bit, I realized that this comedy special in particular, they put it on uh, Comedy Central's YouTube channel last week. And I remember I'm almost reciting like all of it word for word. Like I was just like in here doing this whole bit about Disneyland, talking about how many clicks you can get inside of the ride and like, being chubby with your friends and I'm like oh my god I memorized this whole bit so there's two clicks two clicks yeah and then Go Shrek shut up alright here we go it starts breathing heavy <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was on fucking Space Mountain last time I went. Like, and I was just like, oh shit. The fact that I was able to recite this entire special for pretty much front to back was like, ah, this must have been fucking important to me. And then I realized I've been following this guy's career like since the beginning. And like even this bit, like I was like, oh, in the kitchen. 
I'm just here. Ooh, where? In the In kitchen. Really? <laughs> it's like so important to me. And then, and then also his career trajectory where he was the first person to sell out a fucking baseball stadium for a comedy show. Like Bill Burr did Wrigley Field. Was that Chicago, right? Yeah. Key was actually at that show. No, no. I thought he was at the Boston show. Yeah, well, but that, that was a baseball stadium. I'm yeah, but, Bill Burr. But you said Wrigley, Chicago. Which one is the one he went to then? I mean, he'll probably come up. Keith, tell us what <laughs> concert you went to. Concert. Uh, let's see. Bill Burr, baseball. Big Green. I, I don't. I wish I knew more about it. Fenway. Fenway. So he was in Fenway Park. Uh, Key was at that one. But Fluffy was the first person to sell out a baseball stadium. It was Dodger Stadium. Uh, and like he's had like toys and Funko Pops. Like his marketing is just fucking amazing. So he's probably the number one Mexican or Latino, whatever you want to call him, comedian in, out there. And like, look at that, man. For a fucking kid from the Central Valley, he's from Bakersfield, which we don't, we have beef with Bakersfield, but it's like, that's oh, fucking. He's from El Paso for some reason. Oh, no, he's Californian. He, no, I just thought it was like, because he, he does so many specials in El Paso. I'm like, what reason does he have to go there? Chico's he, Tacos. <laughs> he made a joke about it. Chico's Tacos. But no, like, that's fucking incredible. They oh, yeah. Just, 100% he did, he surpassed George Lopez. Yeah, for sure. But, like, he's got fucking Funko, multiple Funko Pops. He's got, like, seven Funko Pops. I mean, he has a Netflix show. He's got a Netflix show. He's got several. I'm going along. Number four, Gabriel Iglesias, fucking awesome. Marcos, your number four. So I know at the end of the day, um, number four makes you feel special because it's uh, one of those things where it's like, oh, it's a guy I can relate to and he does jokes I can relate to. So that's what my number four is. Um, it's just El Jefe from No Effects. I'm looking it up. <laughs> so That's the uh, lead singer, right? No. Uh, well, he sings sometimes. But technically, the lead singer is Fat Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, El Jefe is the, No Effects is probably one of the three best like legendary pillars of punk rock. It would be like Bad Religion, Rancid, um, No Effects, Bad Religion, Rancid, No Effects, and then like the Descendants or something. Right. But um, uh, to see like outside of like Carlos Santana, there's not really a lot of places where a pillar is a Hispanic dude, and. When I first saw El Jefe, I was like, that's a dude that, like, he looks like me. And he uh, he's just the guitarist. Um, oh, you got... Lin uh, I think it's this is the song that's like, I hate you more than... Uh, no, I love you more than I hate myself, which is like a love song in a way. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it was, ju it was just really awesome to see that, like, this, this is a staple of punk rock. And this is a dude that's a staple of this band. And whenever you see No Effects, which, by the way, No Effects is last year. Touring will be next year. They, Shit, now I got to go. Yeah, they announced that it's like, hey, we're, we're, um, we've been doing this since 1982. <laughs> we're <Right>. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also just like recently started coming out. He started picking up acting gigs in... Um, not the Mayans. Sorry, I was trying to say Sons of Anarchy. He's in the spinoff. Oh my god, a lot of people were couldn't see that in that music video. Yeah, it's it's a gimmick in that movie in that video. <laughs> I would have I would have actually probably picked Lee No Liam, but it's like with you Lee No Eu Liam is probably one of the songs that I, is probably a little bit more fun because the song's about retiring. It's like, hey, we're old. Linoleum. Like Eu Lee No Eu Liam. Lee like, No Liam. Yeah. There you go. Why is there no music? There you go. That's the actual linoleum song. There's another one that has you in it. What's the difference? It's their retirement song. 
like kind of the thing where they they just they're just talking about like we wrote this song, the song was our biggest hit, and we're retiring the song. We're not going to play it live anymore. I can't find it anyway because <laughs> it's spelled differently. Like oh, uh, uh, maybe this one a year ago. Yeah, this is it. I would probably actually play Johnny Appleseed. That is probably a better example of um, no effects uh, of El Jefe singing. Let's take a look. White trash, two heaps. Oh my god. <laughs> White trash, two heaps in a bean. I always forget that people think like punk rock is always so intense. Sometimes it's just jolly. Yeah. Well, this whole song is a recreation of uh, Johnny Appleseed, but it's a Hispanic dude. Right. Yeah. Late bloomer for years. People have been telling me to listen to No Effects, but now I understand why it's punk. So down. <laughs> Uh, the song's actually about, uh, like, if you actually just play the next part, it's actually about, like, the whole, what you hate. Uh, it's like, oh, I'm Mexican. I'm a beaner. I'm going to sell this image kind of thing. Shit about Johnny anyway. for the cars, like, it's all a parody of right. that, that kind of, like, thing. I'm really uncomfortable <laughs> staring at these guys' Make stomachs. Sure <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's a fun thing. Uh, you'll probably actually, like, kill all the white men. Oh my god, why would you say that? I mean, that's the name of the song. I, I didn't why name would you it. Say, why would you say I would like that in particular? Because you would have fun with that song. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> Audio listeners, you're missing out. Watch the video. But, you're number four. El Jefe. El Jefe. From N-O-F-X. Someone spelled it out, no effects. And I was like, hmm... N-O-F-X. N-O-F-X. I, even I know that. I just never... You always bring them up, and I'm like, I should listen to them. Because every time I play clips of music yeah. that you play, I like more punk rock than I listen to, I think. That's how it goes sometimes. How anyway. It goes. You're number four. No-F-X. El Jefe. JJ, what is your number four? It's another long-ass name. <laughs> Here we go. He mm-hmm. is the reason... So many countries have September 15. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I think so. I'm not sure. I actually didn't do a lot of research on this guy. It's but, fine. Uh, Simon Bolivar. Oh, yeah. I've heard of this name. Um, so he's basically like Napoleon, but way cooler. Yeah. He's, <laughs> so he liberated what? Like Colombia. Venezuela. Venezuela. Peru, Chile. <laughs> just imagine, just going in and just wrecking. He's shop just like. That. like but imagine, like, find me a Spaniard. I'm gonna kick his ass right now. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on. Let's say the full name: Simon Jose Antonio de la Santísima Trinidad Bolivar y Palacios. Yep. God, boy, we need names like that again. <laughs> I'm gonna start adding names. Fuck it. Why not? Continue though. I want people to see the Wikipedia. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> what else do I got to say? He liberated so, all these countries. Um, he would fight against the royals with a army of Afro slaves. He uh, just like Napoleon, he was kind of a moderate, actually, where he was just kind of yeah. like, we're going to have a constitution and this is going to be the thing as opposed to. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I know you're like listing out things. I was looking at the Wikipedia. First president of Colombia. Sixth president of Peru. First president of Bolivia. 
That's fucking insane. He is literally like as important a figure as um, Napoleon. You just don't know about him because like we don't study, yeah, we don't study or celebrate Hispanic culture. Is which what is why comes. we do it here at the Mexlands. <laughs> so I'm gonna read you the Wikipedia. Yeah. One of the cool like fun facts about him that that I didn't notice until now uh-huh. is that uh, Bolivia and Venezuela, their currency is named after him. Bolivares. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that that's what they were called, but not after him. Yeah. The, the, I guess we do call them Washingtons, kind of. Kind, but no, that's like Cash. slang. Yeah. Their the actual currency. Their actual currency is not called like dollars or pesos. It's I, I pause that we call ours Obamas. It's <laughs> <laughs> five hundred Obamas. <laughs> Maybe a couple Kennedy. Kennedy's actually might be cooler. I'm surprised he's not like on a. Well, he's on the fifty cent coin. Yep, he's on the fifty cent coin. No, I, I want to read real quick, just like. Bolivar began his military career in 1810 as a militia officer in the Venezuelan War of Independence, fighting Spanish and more native royalist forces for the first and second Venezuelan republics and the United Provinces of New Granada. After Spanish forces subdued New Granada in 1815, Bolivar was forced into exile in the Republic of Haiti, led by Haitian revolutionary Alexandre Petion. Bolivar befriended Petion and after promised to abolish slavery in South America, received military support from Haiti. Returning to Venezuela, he established a third republic in 1817 and then crossed the Andes in 1819 to liberate New Granada. Bolivar and his allies defeated the Spanish in New Granada in 1819, Venezuela and Panama in 1821, Ecuador in 1822, Peru in 1824, and Bolivia in 1825. Venezuela, New Granada, Ecuador, and Panama were merged into the Republic of Colombia. And in Peru and Bolivia. So, what, how many years was that? 1810 to 1825. Yeah, so 15 years. This Just, dude is really important when it comes to all of history. And I didn't learn about him until about five years ago. I didn't learn about him explicitly until yeah. this moment. I, did, <laughs> I didn't learn about him until Narcos. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, in like the first season of Narcos, one of the guerrilla uh, units that plays a big part in the, in the show and in the history of uh, drug trafficking <laughs> is, uh, I think, M19, something like that. Uh-huh. They stole his saber. Right. That's what they said. Yeah. That yeah. was what came up on Google. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They stole his saber. And eventually, somehow, through nefarious means, it ended up in Pablo Escobar's possession. <laughs> and he gave it to his nine-year-old son for his birthday. He gave Drugs. it back. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. That's a pretty fucking cool sword. Oh, it's a replica, but that's a pretty cool fucking sword, though. I love relics like that. I wish I need. I want to own relics like I that. You do. I do. I totally do. They cost more three times as much as your car. Oh, I know. I just know. I didn't <laughs> say I wanted to buy relics. I said I wanted to own relics. Like. I just want like a random cool like weapon that like it it can be innocuous it can be like a like a, I want a pirate cutlass like I want to know that a pirate used I know the shitty swords I know they're probably a bunch no, of them no, but I want one probably cursed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. give me a cursed pirate sword I want I want a real pirate gold piece and I know there's a ton of that too fuck that'd be expensive no I actually a couple hundred I've looked it up. Really? Yeah, for just like a real or something from that era, it's like for like not even a good one, it's like a hundred bucks, like a, a couple hundred bucks. Like I want that though, because it's like, yeah, that was real pirate monies. That's a real pirate sword. I mean, I would want his sword, but that's too important for history. But I'd want it. 
This belongs in a museum. It yeah, I, I have that belief that like, it belongs in a museum, but fucking stolen pirate gold? I'd fucking... I'd take as much pirate... Guys, my birthday's coming up. It was already pilfered. Like... <laughs> I'm not gonna. You're only continuing the tradition. Pirate gold, but not for his sword. He he, like I don't know. I just I I watch Pawn Stars, and sometimes they'll bring in like a relic, like an old sword or an old gun or something. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Like I would want like an 18. Like I want a cowboy's like revolver. Yeah, revolver. I take a revolver or a rifle, right? Where it's like, yeah, nothing. I don't need it to be special. I don't need it. I just want it to have like a little insignia that's like this was minted in 1812. From this one guy who's pretty good at it. Like, that's what I want. So my birthday's coming up. And JJ's birthday's coming up. I already got his present on the way. Damn. You know We're what it is. We're not even going to be here. It's on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and um, turns into a skelly man. If I, had a, if I turned into a skelly man from a haunted sword, I, I would buy two more. I would buy two more. Now, on to my number three. My number three... I've actually met this person. I've had the pleasure to meet this person. And my sister made fun of me when I took a picture because I got to ask her some questions. Because I'm from the Central Valley of California. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty easy to Is guess. Miguel from Cobra Kai? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's, that's the San Fernando Valley separate place. And that's also a dude. I said she. <laughs> oh. uh, is a, a still is living history. She's a, a elderly and when I was in college, I was able to meet her because she had a... Me- Sammy asking us for gold. <laughs> I'm asking you for, for pirate sabers and her gold, yes. And so um, so she was in an integral part of the Farm Workers Labor Union movement in the 60s. And obviously, you know who it is because I'm talking about it. Dolores Huerta. And I met her there. There's Sammy with no facial hair looking. She looks terrified. She is a tiny lady. And there we are taking a picture, and that's one of my favorite pictures I have because she spoke, and it was so fucking cool. Uh, I don't have the poster up, but I have, like, Cesar Chavez posters. My dad was a union organizer growing up, and um, so I know a lot about labor unions. I support labor unions. They're fucking important. And so meeting her and being able to ask her a question, which my question was, uh, how do you how do you pay for all this? Like, how are you an activist for 40 years you know because that's not like a job that i think so i was like i was like legit curious (laughs) funny story it's not funny but it was in i want to say the late 60s she said Uh, let's say roughly around this era and she goes yeah there was a protest i was at and the cops got a little close and they beat the shit out of me and my i believe her spleen burst and she never had to pay for anything ever again. <laughs> the payout was so massive that she was able to live off it for the rest of her life. Like, I think she still gets paid. The LAPD? Uh, Might have been. It could have been anywhere up and down the valley, honestly, or in, in California. But, no, Dolores Huerta is... Where, like, Cesar Chavez now gets a lot of flack for being kind of, like, anti-immigrant. And I still think he's very important to the cause of getting people and, and uh, laborers fucking rights and no pesticides in the food. Um, but she was also super integral to the fight and she still fucking is she is i want to see how old she is right now 92 years old and i have a a person i know that works for her foundation talks to her all the time she's still fucking working like she's still making press releases no no still yeah working like how like 92 years old like uh, like there's there's this picture right here real famous of her well guy like that's it it's that's her entire life and it's like 
you're going to be 92 fucking years old. You're going to die doing this, a fight that you've been going on since the 60s, getting so much work done, not because maybe you even have the energy to, but just because that's who you are. Like at that point, if you're doing something for 60 years, it, it like that is a greater belief in something than I've ever felt. And so like that's why I think she's so important to just everything in terms of just one, Central Valley history, two, immigration, three, not having fucking DDT in your fruits and vegetables. Like we talk about everything being organic. Well, fuck. How about no fucking pesticides? How about working to get breaks for farm workers and shit? Water, shade, basic shit that a lot of them still don't fucking have. That's why she's important. And her message, her work, absolutely one of the most important things I think in United States history, along with Cesar Chavez, but more importantly, uh, because now he's getting shit on because of his weird ways and calling people and calling ice on people and shit. He had history of that. She's going to be held up probably a little bit stronger. So my number three, Dolores Huerta. Marcos, you're number three. Fuck. Uh, I have to switch my number three because it was Simon Bolivar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you I told be you no there'd duplicates. be <laughs> No, well, that dude is legitimately one of the most important figures in history. And I, it's a shame that we don't hear about yeah. him because we just skip over uh, Hispanic history all the time. I got to go look him up a lot now. You should like because the fact that it's books. only fi- I can I can remember fifteen years worth of material. Yeah, like if it's like oh you got to learn about the Roman Empire like we talked about earlier that's several hundred thousands of years hundreds of years fifteen years I can knock down it's like okay he did this did this did this did this holy shit uh, he did that I think his like whole life is like forty years of like just constant like conquering shit or figuring out how to conquer yeah. shit kind of things uh, that's going awesome. back to Europe to use their tactics against them oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so so right. Zach De La Rocha. <laughs> Raging Against the Machine. So I'm just going to throw out this random dude out there. Um, didn't do a lot. His name is Galavino. But he's a fucking badass in history. So he's pretty cool. Um, basically, Galvarino, you mean? Yes. Yes. So this dude was a uh, Incan soldier, I believe. He got his Mapuche. Arms, Mapuche. He had his arms chopped off for... Um, revolting against the Spanish and he's like that's cool I'm just gonna glue knives to them well I'm like <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah he has knives for hands oh my god that's that's what I'm looking at <laughs> his hands are not there yes what the fuck how do you know about this where did you hear about this uh I just I'm a history nerd so this dude had knives glued to his hand or well, tied to his hands and just was like fuck it I'm gonna just keep coming at them um so he just kept fighting the Spanish and he was just feared for that kind of shit so here the Battle of Lagunillas against Governor Garcia Hurtado de Mendoza. As punishment for insurrection, some of these prisoners were condemned to amputation of their right hand and nose, while others, such as Galvarino, had both hands cut off. Galvarino and the rest were then released as a lesson and warning to the rest of the Mapuche. Mendoza sent him to inform the General Caupolicán of the number of quality of people who had entered the land again to put some fear into him along other means that he tried so that he might submit without coming to blows. Well, in returning to the Mapuche, he appeared before Caupolicán and the Council of War, showing them his mutilations, crying out for justice and greater rising of the Mapuche against a Spanish invader, like the one of Lautaro. For his bravery and gallantry, he has named the council to command a squadron with knives fastened to both mutilated wrists <laughs> replacing his hands he fought next to Capulican in the following campaign until the battle of Miarquepe I don't know that's hard to say when his squadron fought against that of Governor Mendoza himself where he was able to strike down the number two in command with knife hands 
real Wolverine. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Not there's not three, but still, just, ah! <laughs> like imagine wanting revenge. And that, why is that not a movie? Because we well, it'd be like three it scenes. Ends really it's bad. Oh no, what happened? He gets fed to dogs. That's fine. That's called. That's called a, a enticing um, <laughs> ending. I mean, it's, it's like, not it's enticing like, because they don't win. At the end, the Spanish were just like, Wee. Hey, uh, what's his name didn't win? Braveheart didn't win. He got his balls chopped off. Scotland becomes an independent country at some point uh, because of what he did. Uh, he killed some dudes with also, knife hands. <laughs> Mel Gibson ignored a lot of this. <laughs> we can ignore a lot of it, too. Oh, he's going to win? Yeah. <laughs> and he oh, so we're doing it Tarantino style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> However, Mendoza Command broke Suck Galvarino's... you, sauerkrauts. <laughs> uh, Mendoza's Command broke Galvarino's division after over an hour of combat and won the battle, killing 3,000 Mapuche and captured more than 800, including him. Mendoza ordered him to be executed by being thrown to the dogs damn yeah it's not a good ending i mean this is a good story <laughs> he killed a bunch of dudes with knife hands can't say i've done that um i don't think i've ever killed anyone with a knife galvarino versus a bear who wins <laughs> probably the bear but where's I the mapuche tribe i thought they were incan where is this that's that's uh that's central america yeah so that's like Wait, no. Yeah, it's sideways. Oh, that's just... Uh, that would be like where Chile... Is. Yeah, well, it's like Chile's down here, and then like there's all this other stuff. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, though. Why is this the first time I'm hearing about these things? I want to hear about knife hands and soldiers. I mean, that's there's all sorts of things in history that just kind of like not get talked about. Like, um... Guatemoc. <laughs> before, is um... Huh? Is that your number three? No, Guatemala is not my number three, okay. but he's uh, he's was the last Aztec emperor, I think. Yeah, and uh, he was tortured as well. They burned his feet. Mm. There's also <laughs> a um, um, before. He's the guy from the calendars. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number three. The guy from the, the calendars. <laughs> Guatemala, the guy who's throwing. <laughs> has the lady over the shoulders before um <laughs> pearl harbor who is the last person to attack the united states attack a united states base before pearl harbor mm -hmm. uh, oh shit i kind of feel like i know this one you should is it the spanish the spanish was it the spanish is that your final guess no it's the it's french no the french helped us revolutionary the english how'd you be the english right who landed troops on American soil? Mancho Villa. Yeah. Oh, that's right! God damn <laughs> but that's what I mean. I, it's I like count him as American, to be fair. Don't, yeah, we don't talk about a lot yeah, of things he, in history. He stole gold from Fort Knox. <laughs> he didn't do that. He stole rifles from New Mexico. He also stole gold that was on its way to Fort Knox. Yeah. That, my, my cousin tells that because he has a piece of gold that's, he's, that, that's from that, that yeah. line. They stole a bunch of gold from the American government. Like, you can't have this. He's also the reason my dad got me to eat cactus. Why? How does that connect? <laughs> <laughs> so when they were hunting Pancho Villa, like the U.S. Army was hunting him down. They were sending helicopters and shit after him. Well, uh -huh. aircraft. I don't yeah. know. If, probably not helicopters. But uh, they couldn't find him. And they're like, nah, he's got to be dead, right? Like he's just going into the desert. There's right. nothing there. Right. There's nothing to eat. Just cactus. That's what they were eating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how, that's like 
what my dad would tell me to get me to eat nopal. He was like, yeah, Pancho Villa we used to eat that. And he would trick all the gringos. They would be like, nah, there's nothing to eat there. It's just cactus. There's no way they're going to live for more than like a few days. Right. And then he'd come back and steal their fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> for the record. just And so JJ's number three is this guy right here. <laughs> I don't even know what There's the name a, of this piece is. I don't know the name, and I really apologize, but in Mexico, he's really important, just because we're going off random like bits of history real quick. Um, he's on Mexican money, but he is the dude that... Um, he is a famous Aztec warrior poet from the 1500s. But I, it's like Nawal something. Let me see if I can find him real quick. But on that note, while you're going through that, um, Bat brings up someone really cool. Nezahuatl. God damn, that's hard. I... Nahuatl's hard as fuck sometimes. Yeah, bro. That's why I was like, you're not Aztec. We can't speak that. <laughs> and Nez- I don't even blame you for not speaking that. Nezacoyotl. There you go. Yeah. That's how you'd say it. Anyway. Um, but yeah. Bat brought up someone really cool. Miriam Rodriguez, the woman who took down the cartel that kidnapped her daughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty badass. But we're skipping around, giving some extra historical context. We'll have Actually, I have a whole bunch of uh, honorable mentions, of course. Yeah. But JJ, I'll bring it to your... Actually, you might actually have one that me, Tommy, and Marcos wouldn't have on the, if we were to do the episode Thursday. But we're going on to your number three. Uh, I'm going to follow that lead of a badass woman and your lead also of Hells an yeah. activist. And this is uh, the first lady of Argentina. Evita Perro. <gasps> Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's her. They they legit based the musical off of her. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I'm growing up with it, right? But but go ahead and elaborate. All I know is that, and she's on a on a uh, like in front of a crowd. That's when they sing that or whatever. I feel. <laughs> well, I've never seen the musical, but Fair yeah, enough. she was. Uh, <laughs> she was. She ended up getting married to the man who would become the president of mm-hmm. Argentina. But before that, she was, and during that time, she was an activist. She was pushing forward for, like, stronger labor laws, women's suffrage, so women could vote in Argentina. And, I mean, she grew up poor as, like, a farmhand, I think, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So when she came into this you know life and politics and power and everything she strived to use that power to make change right and to better the country and yeah it's just she kept doing that until she died like i mean if you have a wikipedia page and it says rise to power <laughs> as one of your sections in your life it's pretty damn important. About to add you to Wikipedia and be like, Sam's rise to power came when he found TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and he started telling, yeah, telling people about... In Argentina, she's practically a saint. And that's saying something because their current pope is from Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see what it says, like, on a rise to fame. By early 1945, a group of army officers called the GOU for Grupo de Oficiales Unidos, nicknamed the colonels, had gained considerable influence with the Argentine government. So on and so forth. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see where she comes in. After Perón won the elections in 1946, his administration started circling a highly fictionalized version of the 17 October demonstration where Eva Perón was portrayed as knocking on every door in Buenos Aires in order to bring out people to the street. This version of events was popularized in the movie version of Lloyd... Uh, the ver- movie 
version of the Lloyd Webber musical. Historians agree that this version of events is false. At the time of Beron's imprisonment, Eva was still merely an actress. She had no political clout with any of the various labor movements, and she was not well liked with Beron's inner circle, nor was she even particularly popular within the film and radio business at that point. The massive rally that freed Peron from prison was organized by various unions, particularly the CGT, which was Peron's main base. That still doesn't take away from the fact that further down the line, charitable and feminist activities, the Eva Foundation, female Peronist party and women's suffrage, vice presidential nomination, and then there's a whole thing of mourning for her. So it's like, I mean, do you have a musical written about you? No. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton does. She does. There, It means they're equally important. That's not the same. Uh, <laughs> but no. I mean, when was this? Uh, 1978 was the original first production. So it's like, there's one as of 2019, the London Revival. Your number three, Evita. Well, it's time for us to take a quick commercial break to refresh our beverages and get to the final two for everybody. So we'll be right back after these just vague messages and we'll continue on to our number twos and our number ones. Be right back. <laughs> 